Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. I have a message for you all. As we celebrated this Sunday uh, in our scriptures, in Sirach chapter 3, God's word gives us some advice about um, conducting our affairs with humility. It says, my child, conduct your affairs with humility. You could stop right there, like my child. Like, so we all are children. You know, no matter how old you are, you never grow out of being God's beloved son or beloved daughter. You are always a child in his eyes. Remember that. Because when you go into prayer, you got to remember who you are. You got to start with who you are. You're a child of God. That's what the beginning of prayer, you know, who am I? I'm a beloved son or beloved daughter of God, the Father Almighty. Like he created me for this day, this time, this moment to be with him. And remember, God has, God's got a loving, amazing, good heart. He's a good God. And he, he wants to enjoy you. I think so oftentimes we go into prayer, we forget that God's a real person. He, he wants to enjoy you. And when you pray, you got to start there. Like, okay, God, you're my father. I'm your son or I'm your daughter. And you want to enjoy me. And you just go from there and you start talking to him and sharing with him and um, allowing him to love you, you loving him. That's what that relationship with him is about. So my child, conduct your affairs with humility and you will be loved more than a giver of gifts. Humble yourself the more, the greater you are and you will find favor with God. So finding favor with God, that means you will experience His grace, God's favor on you, meaning His unmerited favor. Like you can't win that favor, like a father or mother's love. It's not something earned. It's something given because of who you are. So God is asking you, you know, it says, what is too sublime for you, seek not, or into things beyond your strength, search not. Meaning there's things that you and I can't do. <coughs> and this is kind of, where I want to go a little bit as we look at these Sunday readings. What's too sublime for you, seek not. Into things beyond your strength, search not. What, what, is, what are they talking about? Well, our psalm today says, God, in your goodness, you've made a home for the poor. Okay, God, in your goodness, you have made a home for the poor. So see, humility is embracing your poverty. Because... Ontologically, meaning who we are as human beings, we aren't angels or not divinity, we're human beings, meaning we, by nature, we are utterly dependent upon our God. Like, that's not something you can escape from. Like, <coughs> pride is kind of rejecting that poverty of our need for God. Like, you need God. We need God. You can't breathe without God right now. The, the grass you walk on, He gave that to you. The sky, the oxygen, the air, the birds, the fish of the sea, um, the vehicle you're driving, and all the materials that vehicle's made of came from our God. And so all that you and I have has been given to us. There's not one thing we have that hasn't been given to us. So all is gift. So poverty is not a bad thing if you understand it properly. I'm not talking about material poverty. I'm talking about a, a poverty in spirit, meaning I acknowledge that nothing I have is mine. It all comes from Him. It belongs to Him. And humility is acknowledging and embracing that poverty of spirit. 
Because blessed are the poor in spirit, it says, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. <coughs> Excuse me. So, the kingdom is yours. The kingdom is mine. We are beloved sons and daughters of the great king. And that kingdom's ours. We are heirs of grace, heirs of the kingdom of God. If we embrace the truth of who we are, namely children, namely dependent creatures, beloved sons and daughters, dependent on God. So if that makes sense, you know, what's too sublime for you seek not, meaning don't try to be God. You can't save yourself. That's why we have a confessional. That's why we have mass. That's why we have all the sacraments. That's why we have the scriptures, the magisterium of the church, the, the catechism. Uh, that's why we have prayer groups and Bible studies. Like, we can't save ourselves. Seek not into things beyond your strength. Search not. Because see, if we accept ourselves, we accept our poverty, which is who we are. Our poorness, our poverty, our weakness. Because when we are weak, he's strong, right? So I want you to embrace who you are right now. When you go into prayer, just surrender to your humanity, your utter dependence upon the Lord. And remember, God, in your goodness, you have made a home for the poor. So you and I are so poor. What do I mean by that? I mean, you're, you're going to hell without Jesus Christ. There's no guarantee. There's no, that's a hundred percent guarantee. You reject Jesus, you're guaranteed hell. If I reject Jesus, I'm guaranteed hell. It's a guaranteed. If you accept Jesus, you're guaranteed heaven. It's a hundred percent guaranteed. You're guaranteed heaven if you embrace Jesus Christ and his word, who he is, right? You embrace him. You take up your cross daily and you follow him. You know, words are cheap. I love Jesus. I accept Jesus. That's great. But that's a beginning. Now we're going to walk it out. When someone says, you know, you could be Christian and, you know, abortion should be allowed in certain circumstances. Well, what are you going to say? Are you going to agree with Jesus and God or are you going to agree with that person? You know, two men or two women, we should let them all love each other and get married, right? Are you going to agree with God that it's between a man and a woman? Or are you going to agree with that person? So are you going to stand for him when it's not easy or are you going to only stand for him when you're in church and there's songs of praise going in the church and everybody there is like oh this is what we do at church but when we walk out the church doors we go back into world mode so we're in church mode then we go in the world mode so we're allowed to be christian in the church when we go outside you know god forbid if i'm like john the baptist you know the herod of this world comes and tries to cut my head off because i'm speaking the truth now i'm not saying that we bash people or cut people up saying you know these are evil terrible people but what i'm saying is we don't sway from the truth we are faithful 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 to the lord because only the lord can save you the people that don't agree with you aren't going to be there to save you when you die it's only jesus that has the power to save us right so we want to pledge allegiance to the lamb of god first not to our country not to our family not to our friends we pledge allegiance first to the lamb to god the son god the father god the holy spirit the trinity my first love remember in the book of revelation it says you've fallen from your first love we must return to our first love 
Do you feel this? Come on now. God's calling you to return to your first love. He is our love. He gave us everything. Right now, the ability to listen to what you're listening to right now. God's blessing you. Right now, there's graces flowing through this device you're holding or wherever you're listening. Grace is flowing right now. Do you feel it? Do you experience it? Do you, do you sense it? The truth is being spoken. God is touching you. He's the way, the only way, the truth and the life. He's come to set us free, to set the captives free. So my brothers and sisters, let's not be afraid of our poverty, meaning when we start mass, what do we do? Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. The greatest poverty is sin. Living a lifestyle of sin, we're all sinners. Whether you're, you know, if someone that's, you know, committed an abortion or someone that's, you know, struggles with, you know, living out a lifestyle of same-sex attraction or someone that uh, struggles with alcohol or someone that struggles to lie or someone that struggles stealing or, or speaking gossip um, or someone who struggles just to get up to go to church or maybe putting the Lord first or someone who struggles with cursing um, or envy toward a brother or sister. Like, where do you struggle? Where are you poor? Where do you need the Lord of Lords and King of Kings to save you? My brothers and sisters, <coughs> don't wait. This might be the last time you listen to this. God's calling you to ask Him to be your Lord and Savior, to, to fall to your knees, to invite Him. Jesus, I accept what you did for me on the cross because I can't save myself. I need you to pay my debt. I need you to pay for my sins. I need you to, to pour out your blood for my sins so that I can be with you forever. So when you go to Mass, do you know that's what we're celebrating? That's why we're saying, thank you, God. He's doing what you and I can't do for ourselves. He's saving us. We're out of touch. The world has got us caught up in busyness. We are being under Satan's yoke. B-U-S-Y, busy. Being under Satan's yoke, we are too busy to acknowledge this truth sometimes. The technology, the TV, the radio, on and on and on and on and on. There's no silence. There's no time to get in touch with my poverty. We run from it. We're afraid of it. You know why? Deep down, I would say at the level of your being, whether you're a pagan, a Muslim, a Jew, a Buddhist, a, a, a Satanist, whatever you are, you know, deep down, you can't save yourself. Even if you don't want to say that, I'll say it for you. You can't save yourself. Like, that's, you sweat that. You, that's in your bone marrow. You know you're limited. You know you're dependent. You know that when that day comes, you can't save yourself. So let your humanity cry out. Don't be afraid to embrace the cry of your humanity, which is, God, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, save me. And today in our second reading from the book of Hebrews, listen to this. Hebrews chapter 12. <coughs> listen. No, you have approached Mount Zion. You have approached Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, where countless angels are in festival gathering. And the assembly, the church, I mean the ecclesia, the assembly of the church, the firstborn enrolled in heaven. And God, the judge of all, and the spirits of the just made perfect. Listen. And Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, sprinkling blood that speaks more eloquently than that of Abel. His blood. His blood 
think about this. <laughs> I mean, think about it. How precious is the blood of Jesus? Think about that. The angels at mass and the saints, you know, they fall on their face prostrate when the great high priest offers his body on that altar at every mass. Sometimes we ring the bells, right? Just to like call our attention, like, hey, look what's happening. Sometimes we use incense, right? The mystery, the veiled mystery, the prayers of the saints and angels, the prayers of God's people rising to heaven. There's this profound holiness, sanctus, sanctus, sanctus. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of thy glory. The Lord of lords, the King of kings, his blood. Think about this. If I said I was handing out $100,000 for everyone who came up to communion, how much you think would, how many people you think would come to our parish? Or if I said in the confessional, if you come in and we're going to give out $100,000 to everyone in confession line that comes in, how many people you think would be in line for confession? So why do we value the passing things of this world, but we do not value eternity? You know, money is just paper. And in heaven, money has no value at all. The only thing that has value in heaven is charity, God's love. What we do with money can be charitable or not, right? But confession, the Eucharist, heaven comes to earth every day at your local parish. And we drive by because we're too busy. We drive by because we don't have time. We drive by, we drive by, we drive by. We drive by heaven every day. Why not try coming to daily mass? Why not making yourself, uh, uh, why not make confession a part of your maintenance for your soul and your caring for this precious soul you have that will be with you for eternity? None of us want to go to hell. God don't send you to heaven or hell. You choose it. You choose heaven or you choose hell. You reject Jesus, you guaranteed hell. You embrace Jesus, you're guaranteed heaven. Now, embracing Jesus means embracing his church and all that he teaches. You might not understand it all, but it's not about understanding it all. It's called faith. As you believe, you'll start to understand. St. Augustine says that. We don't understand in order to believe. We believe in order to understand. So I know I gave you a lot to chew on here, but don't, don't waste another minute. Make it an appointment. Make it, make it, make it an appointment with the Lord every day. Read a little bit of Scripture. Pray a decade or two of the Rosary. Pray the Rosary. Just start somewhere, huh? Go to Mass. Go a few times a week if you don't go at all. Go a few times a week, especially on Sunday, obviously, right? And then go to confession. Our Blessed Mother says at least once a month. Come on now. Let's get up. Let's go. Let's move. We are soldiers for the kingdom. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. You're going to be leaving soon. Soon. 50 years is soon. 100 years is soon. We're not here long. So let the Lord bless you today with this message. May God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.